You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of podcast episode 137 i like those uh treasure cats bro thanks man this is a little sculpture i made for the uh for the wife's movie uh get lost um they're in pre-production right now actually and uh oh you know what they uh so they've got um ella travolta in the uh in the lead role which is a female um, oh yeah! Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, check out the uh, stencil. Awesome, Ella. awesome, man. I'm gonna go ahead and bring up. Uh, uh, wait, so so what? El Travolta, like, how did that all work out? Um, you know, the, we've been trying to make this movie for the past uh, almost five years now, and uh, you know, they had a few other people. Um, that they've run it past and um i forget this one girl um in uh, over in london that uh they made the offer and they're negotiating with but then some problems came up and um the uh producer uh michael mendelson um happens to be uh in with um, john travolta and he said that uh, john gave him a call and said hey i think my daughter might be interested in in doing this role and so they uh you know, sent her the script, and uh, luckily she liked it. And um, the wife went and met with them, and um, yeah, so they uh, they got her all signed up. And now they're working on the rest of the of the cast. Um, and I believe I think it's Edward Philip Hunnett. Um, I can't pronounce it. It's horrible. Sorry about that, um, Edward. But um, is gonna be uh, the co-star and so they're slowly um casting the rest of it and then uh, i think it's looking like um june and july or july and august they're gonna shoot it in budapest so um that's gonna be interesting <laughs> um but then uh awesome you know, man uh, can't wait to hear more about it as it comes i believe out. post-production will be back here in la and um you know, by the end of the of the year, we may have that have it ready. Um, Sweet. Hopefully, so we'll see. Awesome! Can't wait, man. Well, I I see our guest uh, in the waiting room, man, and uh, basically, uh, it's an artist who goes by Hung Hung Tran, and uh, he his Instagram is Hung Fine Art, and um, you know he's known for this uh, uh, beautiful kobe mural and in los angeles you know kobe means so much to us i like that it says hunksy right there too <laughs> you know so yes uh, yeah so uh i'm gonna go ahead and let him in from the waiting room Put on your red shoes and To the song playing on the radio. Welcome, huh? Can you see, hear us okay? 
I can I can see you okay. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm we can hear very, you. I'm feeling very vain right now that I'm not pretty enough, but okay, let's see this. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Welcome <laughs> to the show, brother. We finally Thank got you. it. We finally got you on, man. We've been talking for a little while and uh, you know, we've been trying to find the right opportunity. And I felt like, you know, uh, this would be the perfect time, man. It's just been uh, uh, the one-year anniversary, and I, I think, like, uh, it's a nice time to kind of reflect on um, the whole Kobe thing and also just bring you on and kind of talk about your mural, too. So welcome to the show, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's the uh, first of its kind. And, you know, I've been – I told you, couple, like, six months ago that I wasn't ready for publicity, but I think I'm ready for it now, and, uh Yeah. Well, you've been getting a lot of publicity, I mean, just through that one mural, man. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you can't, you got to be ready for these things. You, you know, I mean, like, you know, the world doesn't uh, uh, allow you to some time sometimes when uh, we cover some stuff, right? Yeah. Hurry I mean, up and wait. This, this, this mural has taken on a, a freaking life of its own. And uh, every, like today, I open up my Instagram and boom, there it is. Like last week, somebody from the UK was like, we, 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 we're doing an article on Kobe. We go to every school. And I mean, I met a girl in Paris who was like, my boyfriend says, you're the artist. I don't believe him. I saw your art and Instagram in Paris. And I mean, that was a trip. I, I yeah, well, <laughs> it's like today. I mean, like last week I was uh, driving through Laguna because the Kobe, the Kobe changed my life like almost overnight. I mean, it, because I had this article written by Stu News. He's this 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 article, yeah, that same like the Stu News article, and they're like comparing, you know, they you know, like obviously, you know, okay. I originally did the Michael Jordan of with the balloon girl, okay, and I yes. did an Oceanside, and it's an Oceanside, and it became a cultural landmark for the where the wall it's at, and and uh, it's a frame shop that my buddy owns, and it's like a twenty five foot wall and when I was there the day when I found out Kobe died I was like whoa dude Kobe's dead I don't believe this I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do Kobe as Jordan because everybody compares Kobe and Jordan like I always knew that comparison because Kobe's was only like four years younger than me so I was like he was always you know somebody you always saw the Lakers with Kobe you know what I mean and then yeah uh, and I just said to myself I would drive through Laguna all the time and be like, I'm going to bomb that. That would go, where would a, a killer piece of art go? And I would just saw on Crest Street this wall. And I, it's just a little, I don't know what I mean. It was, it was like, <laughs> I decided I'm going to bomb this wall. And the guy, well, I had permission to do the Jordan, but I didn't have permission to do the Kobe. And, and have, you, have you ever, guys ever visited the city of Laguna Beach at all? Yes, it's a very, very nice uh conservative upscale, upscale place yeah yeah i would say it's like i would say it's like the beverly hills of oc almost right yeah, yeah well it, it was founded as a gay artist colony in the early 1900s where all the hollywood stars would come down from hollywood to go and be gay without having you know getting shit and so that but <laughs> or getting shit literally but but what happened was they started <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate it. Nothing against uh, gay people are great. You know, whatever they want to do. But um, they used to hang on their white picket fences their art for sale, and that's how the heritage of the whole Laguna Beach thing happened with the art, like how the Sawdust Festival. There's a heritage from that, and it's funny that I will say that 
Laguna Beach is like, I'm like a refugee from Vietnam. And I came here in 1975. And when I was like in kindergarten, my brother, he's two years older than me. He got, no, I think I was in first, no, I was in kindergarten. I remember because he, he got the Laguna Contemporary Museum of Art. It's like next to Las Brisas. And I remember driving my parents Pinto and see, and, and my parents, we went to the Laguna Canyon where like where Harrison Ford cracked and got that scar on his chin. And we went to this art gallery where they had all student art in it. And I remember it was my brother's art was in the stairwell. And it always like, like I, ever since I was a kid, I was, I mean, I was always drawing and stuff and drawing all my brother's discarded drawings. But that always like really, really like stuck out of my head about Laguna. Mm. And, and, and so, so, I mean, do you want to hear how I pulled it off or do you want to hear? Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you, are you talking about the co- changing the Jordan into the Kobe, basically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sounds like so, a good story. Well, yeah. So, I decided to be like, okay. Um, I, I, I first I thought, well, what Kobe would did I want to do? And I, and I was really partial to the Kobe, you know, the young Laker Kobe with like Rick Fox and Shaq and and that and and mm. you know, you know that young that book. So I focused on the Kobe eight. Okay. That was my time, man. That, that was when I was like, actually, when I was in middle school and I remember like watching Kobe as like a young rookie when he actually, he came out bald first. Remember he was completely out of bald head. Right. You know what I mean? And later on he started growing out his hair. And like I said, I felt like the longer his hair got, like the better he was getting in my opinion. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> it, you know, it, it's, dude. Yeah. Kobe, he did the Afro. I mean, like, I don't know, like, I'm kind of like a funny conspiracy theorist, and I kind of know, I, I kind of wanted to just focus on on the, the how I created, okay. So the Jordan, I was just like, dude, everybody always does this Kobe, like Jordan even said, Kobe stole all my moves, dude. He's like the only guy I could beat because he like mimicked all my moves. And uh, and then I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna, cause I already did the, the Jordan jump, man. So I was like, dude, let's just do it. I'll just do it with Kobe yeah and then then I then but every okay so then Kobe died I was sitting with this really beautiful girl and, and I opened up my browser on my you know iMac and I was just like fuck Kobe died what the fuck I was just like tripping bald I was like whoa Kobe's dead and my mom lives out in Calabasas exactly where he died and it was just like I mean I texted wow. her oh, yeah I called my mom and, and my mom's like really I'm from like Vietnam, like like I came here when I was two. My dad was a captain in the Air Force, and like, and they 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 didn't really support the like they supported my brother when we were little, but as we grew up and stuff, they 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 were like my mom didn't want me to do art. She would just be like whatever, you know. I'd show her pictures growing up in elementary school. Where were, where did you grow up? Uh, where did you move to when you first moved here to California? Okay, we we we. We, we came to California by accident. My dad was a captain in the Air Force, and they're like, I saw we blew up your country, but we're freaking out of here. <laughs> and well, you can go home and get your entire bloodline and get them on a C-130 and we'll take them back to America, you know? And, yeah. And dude, like literally, and my, my grandpa was like, bro, we've been here, I'm dad, I mean, he's like, we've been here since the Chinese, the Mongolians, and the Koreans, and the French did, and now the American occupation's over. We're, you know, you're a captain in the Air Force, and they'll, if you stay or get captured, I'm going to end up raising your kids, dude. So you need to go wherever the white man tells you to go. So they told my dad, you, you can go. I swear to God, it's a funny I asked my dad, I'm like, how do we get here? He's like, they told me you could go to California, Texas, or 
Florida because they figured the Vietnamese people were like acclimated for that kind of weather, you know, that trouble. Made the right choice. Yes, no, but my dad picked Florida because he thought the panhandle looked like oh. Vietnam, dude. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, that's where I'm from. I'm from the panhandle of Florida. He fucked up with that. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like the greatest thing, Kelly Slater came out on that, and the, the waves are shitty there, you know. But no, yes. but so, yeah. so my dad, my dad <laughs> gets on his, my dad gets on the wrong like plane, the, you know, like well, first we escaped like the night, the day that the war ended, my, the bombs were going off on the airport base. My mom was really smart and kept us on the, on the base, and my out of my dad's entire squadron because my mom had the forethought that the, the war was ending because all the Americans were leaving and all the, they're taking all their mistresses and shit like off there. Well, so, so we, so we, my, my, my dad's commanding officer at five in the morning is like, go get your kids. Cause they're on the base and I'm just going to jack a plane and we're out of here. You know what I mean? Wow. And yeah. True story on that one. And so my dad, my dad ran home and literally my brother, like we were running on the tarmac, like picture like LAX getting just fucking bombarded with like, rockets and shit and planes and jets and everything blowing up and people are just scrambling to get the hell out and my brother like vividly remembers seeing a dude fueling a plane and just was standing there and then suddenly blown to smithereens and i hit the colonel wow. was the colonel was my dad was carrying me under like under one arm and i'm like was two my brother was, i just turned two and then my brother was one and my other brother was three and a half so he was able to run and he was just like being pulled like that, like the Mexican, like like you know, Mexican. Oh, the side, like, the sign, side, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I grew up in in, in in South Orange County, dude. That signs everywhere at the beach. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, oh you, you basically God, been, man, that's some hardcore shit, bro. Yeah, that's you know, it's based on a true story, man. I don't wonder who's gonna play <laughs> me in the future. You know what I mean? Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, so, man. And you know, yeah. I always want to just share this image of like. You know the hell that the the people leave in Vietnam, man. It was so crazy. Look at this line of people, like you know, people are just yeah, trying to that, get out of there. That was the day. As fast that's as like possible, probably man. that that was like the last, oh like that was the, that was the God. embassy right there. That's yeah. the embassy, and that was like that's like real close to Tunsonut Air Force Base, and they, now they call it like Ho Chi Minh City, and it was Saigon. I've been to Vietnam a few times and like gone back just to be part of my roots and shit, but like. Dude, shit was live. Like, so the, my dad, we, we landed, we lived, we landed in the Philippines, and then like they gave us those like Han Solo jackets, you know, those Arctic ones, and and like, because I remember we had them when we came. And so we came, so we, my dad, they told my dad, they showed him a map, and his English was was good but not great. And I mean, obviously, you show somebody a map of Europe and say, where do you want to go in these three colored spots? You're gonna be like, you know, oh my, like, my god, dad. yeah, literally, that's what my dad did. So he, so he was Florida. supposed to go to Florida. Yeah, and woke up in Camp Pendleton. <laughs> <laughs> That's San Diego, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> no, it's like San Onofre, San Diego. It's like, it's like ocean, like before Oceanside, and, and in between San Clemente and Oceanside. It was like yeah. And there's a the large Vietnamese enclave down there, for it's sure. It's such yeah. a better place than, than the Panhandle of Florida. Like I said, dude, that's where I'm from, and I escaped. Yeah. Luckily, I yeah. escaped. You know? Well, I've been, you know, because I mean, Florida and Vietnam have that muggy. You take a shower and you step outside, and you're just still wet and sticky again. <laughs> Dude, I was just gonna say, Florida is the Vietnam of the United States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you got you got the Everglades and mosquitoes and crocodiles and alligators and free. That's iguanas. on the other end. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, it? When, I, yeah, the end where I am. Up, I'm up on the Panhandle. That's what you're talking about. Is down near like Miami and everything. And I actually drove across the Everglades one time. My my car gave out and I had to hitchhike into Miami. Uh, ended up getting mosquitoes all over me when I went back to get my car. But 
dude, I'm from the Panhandle, the other end, where there's a bunch of rednecks. Um, they call her the Redneck Riviera. It's Lower gotcha. Alabama. Um, gotcha. And it is, uh, oh my goodness, it is like the Vietnam of uh, <laughs> so, Florida. Really. So I'm sorry, we digress. I, I kind of also because we have open ports. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Gulf of Mexico, it opens up into the Atlantic and, and Destin. Um, which is basically where I'm from in the Panhandle. You've got the the Choctahatchee Bay, and there's the intercoastal waterway that goes into Choctahatchee Bay, which leads to so many private properties. Now, yeah, yeah, it's I like gotcha. okay, what does that mean? Well, if you if you understand what the hell I'm talking about, if you got an international waterway that can lead up to a private property, basically well, that's, that's an open port. That's an open gotcha. port of entry from wherever in the world. So you know all kinds of drugs and all kinds of crazy stuff in, in Destin when I was growing up. And so I'm lucky to uh, escape. And I'm so glad that you guys did not end up here because I guarantee you, we would not be on this zoom meeting with you right now. And you would not be where you are, man. I'm so glad that you ended up in Pendleton. So okay, you ended up in Pendleton. Let's go from Pendleton. Okay. Hold on. Let me uh, turn on the light here. Cause I switched rooms. Cause I want better lighting. Give me a cool. yeah. All right. Is this better lighting? All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I switched room. I mean, Hey, dude, this is one of the beauties We're getting of a studio to tour right Zoom, now, too. Is that, you know, we get to move around. We get to do whatever we want, checking stuff out. Well, yeah, well, I'm really, okay, so I'm out at this, uh, I'm out in Palm Desert right now. Okay. At, uh, now, the piece that you were carrying with you, that is yeah, a, well, that yeah, is it's a my, it's Kobe. It's Kobe 24. It's got the Jordan is the drop shadow. Oh, wow. Dude, that's trippy. That's Actually, really trippy. I love what you did with the framing on that. I love how the, yeah, yeah, uh, the balloon, the love balloon goes outside the framing. Thank you for noticing that. I did that on purpose. Beautiful, man. I have, uh, and then if you, if you, here, like, I have stickers right here so you can see, but, like, so here's the Oh, we got to get some of those stickers. You got to get some oh, yeah, of those yeah. stickers, dude. So here's the Kobe nice. 24, but, it, but it, it is a, it's a definitely Banksy rip. I mean, it's got the balloon girl, and it's got the balloon, but this one, this one right here is, um, it's got oh. Gigi. It's, oh, it's his dog. You, can, you can see Gigi, number two. I and love that one. Dude, I love both of them. But, um, yeah, and it's a kind of I'm going to pull up a better image of it right here, right here. So wow. we can pull the audience right yeah. here. Yeah, that's. Uh, Check this out right here. So Yeah. Got the Gigi awesome. with the number two yeah. as the balloon girl um, with the Kobe <laughs> floating up the balloon. Dude, right I also love the the rip you did with the um, with the signature with Hunksy instead of Banksy, man. That's just you know that's thank brilliant. You. Okay, dude, this is the crazy part was that I've been called Hunksy for twenty five years. It's a nickname. It was like my name is Hung Tran, and my friends would just call me What's up, Hung? I mean, I'll actually the, the, the band Pepper. Two members in the band would call me Hunksky all the time, and the the whole. I know they'd be like, "What's up, Hunksky?" And I'm like, "Nothing." You know, just like Broski, Hunksky, Beerski, whatever, and Brewski. But like, um, I. And then whenever you had an art show, you were well hung, right? Yeah, well, dude, I've, you know, like, grown up with the name Hung, and my brother's name is Long, and my little brother's name is Dong. <laughs> I swear, like his dong means sugar in Vietnamese. Long means, like I, I forget what long means. But I'm kind of like means dragon. Hung means warrior, but it's like hung long dong, dong hung long. I've heard that shit, and you know what it's like. It was like, 
It was like, well, my father left home when I was three. He didn't need much from all me except his guitar and this empty ball of booze. But I don't blame him that he ran in here, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left to win Navy Hung. And I had a fight <laughs> my whole life through, dude, for that name because when I grew up, that freaking there was a cartoon called Hong Kong Fooey, dude. And it was just like oh, yeah. kids that. would just be merciless, dude. Guys, I grew when we came, so we came here from Camp Pendleton. And we got, we got a spot, like they were giving out sponsorships, like you're like a Somalian refugee or some shit. And like, and so the first, the, my mom was walking, they built a tent city in Camp Pendleton with like 100,000 Vietnamese in there. And, the, oh and, so, and so the United States was giving out money to people that would take in any Vietnamese refugees. And so oh, they wow. were like, yeah, true story. So, so what happened was my mom, my mom was like really, really beautiful, has super white skin. And. She was like walking with us. I mean, I got, you know, my brother's almost four. I'm two and my brother's one. I should carry my brother. And this dude sees my mom and my mom is really beautiful. Like kind of the Singapore Airlines beautiful, like a classic Vietnamese beautiful lady. And like this man was just like, oh my gosh, I want to sponsor you. And um, Yikes. <laughs> no, like sponsor you. But my mom was like, I'm married. You know, I got a ring and I got these three kids. But he's like, okay. And this dude ended up living in Balboa Island Peninsula. And so we lived with this dude for like two months, my mom said. And my dad got a job as a janitor, like a janitor, but my dad had like an engineering degree. And, uh, and, and he got a, so he was a janitor because, you know, when you first came, come over, you, you, you'll take any job, you know what I mean? Cause you can't speak English and shit. So it's like, sure. my dad was, a, my dad was a janitor at this engineering firm and, they, they were like, he was mopping the floor and these people couldn't figure out how to fix their tool and die machine or something. And my dad like walked over and fixed it like Goodwill hunting shit. And they like took the mop out of his hand and gave him a job like right on the spot. And he just fast tracked him to speak, speak English. Okay. And so, so then we got, we moved from Balboa to Santa Ana. And like, my parents are like really hard workers, dude. They like worked their asses. Like, it was like the full Vietnam American dream shit, you know, like, you know, like, but but it wasn't really the and dream. And they already knew how to speak English before they got here, right? No, dude. I'm just kidding. Did. I'm obviously just I'm yeah. obviously kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, you know yeah. what's so funny? You kind of look like somebody I know. Oh, dude. You, Which one? Jet Who Lee. Look like? you, Jet look Lee. Like my, you look like my friend who runs karaoke, dude. And everybody tells me, thinks I'm him, dude. I, do we look alike? They're like, I'm like, dude, you give me a song, so fuck you, dude. I don't run the show here, you know. But, and then... <laughs> And then, you know, it's like an Asian thing because, like, we're the only two Asians there, you know? And it's like, <laughs> do I look like this dude? Do I look like him? They're like, and then I'm like, who's older? Who looks better, you know? And they're like, you're younger. I'm just fucking with you. But that, that's true. You really look this guy. I call him Glenn from The Walking Dead, you know? Oh, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're Vietnamese. I'm, I'm, I'm Taiwan Chinese. Glenn from The Walking Dead. Korean. You, you know what I mean? So we're actually all different things, but we're all eight or you know, Asian, Oriental, you, you, you know. I know, I mean? but, dude, do, you, do people ever ask you what kind of Asian you are? Like, what kind of Asian oh, yeah, are yeah, you, yeah. dude? Yeah, like, no, I, I get that. Dude. Yeah, it's like, I get that. What you know what? Of, the thing is, I like, never I, get that. I try not to, I try not, some Asian people, here's the thing about Asian people, man. A lot of, because right now there is a lot of, like, uh, hate going on for um, Asian Americans, actually. Like, random hate attacks going on. <clears throat> and it's Oh, because of the damn, yeah, because of the COVID. I mean, I don't know. It's sometimes ridiculous. it's just dude. like, I, they see like dude, an old Asian like uh, auntie, you know what I mean, picking up like cans or something like that, and then you'll see a guy just like basically push her over into the street, you know what I mean? I feel like it's just like a lot of times Asians are like known as like kind of like 
docile kind of like culture that we won't fight back a lot of times, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, uh, uh, go ahead, Hunk. Well, brother, I'm as tough as nails, man. Like, <laughs> like back to that Johnny Cash shit, like, son, the world's rough. And you got to, man's got to be tough. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be there for you. You know, you'd be tough or die. And so, like, my knuckles have so many cuts on them from beating kids up because kids would be like, Hong Kong Fui, Hong Kong Fui. I'm like, dude, pow. But then this is the funniest thing is I became the best drawer. You know, when you know, kids, they don't call you like artists when you're a kid. They call right. you, I have a, they say, oh, you're the best drawer. So, like, I, I got yeah. respect on, on, the, on, the, on the school playground, jungle gym, because I was the best drawer and the fastest runner. Nice. What did you draw back then, man? What was the first thing? Uh, you remember drawing when you were a kid, dude? Okay, I just alluded to this like on my Instagram, like because like my it's funny because my Instagram I like write stories like when I was in kindergarten, dude, or like kindergarten. I remember my teacher came up to me and she she did that scene out of Pulp Fiction, you know, like like oh, you know, Butch, there's a man here to talk to you, and it's like <laughs> his dad is watching it, you know, it's like yeah, the hell this. Uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no, like, you know, that scene is like the Asian guy. He's like, oh, he's got the Eskimo talking. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Butch is like looking at the guy. And he's like, oh, I was in jail with your father. And your father had this watch. And then this is, you know, basically, your father, your great grandfather carried World War II. And your grandfather carried World War II. And, and then your father carried in Vietnam. And, you know, we're not going to give the gooks, you know, I carried him his ass for five years. I got dysentery, you know. And it was like, yeah, well, it was like, well, I mean, I was just like, you know, he, and then he wakes up and he's like, fuck, where's the fuck's my watch? Because he's in the boxing ring, whatever, you know. But that was like that elementary school, like, kinder, like kindergarten, the teacher looking at me going, come over here, Betsy, come over here. Look at this kid's art. This kid, like, paints, like, trees and birds, and you know it's a tree and a bird. And I didn't think, and then she just crouched down, like, like Christopher Walken's like, one day, you're going to be a real famous artist. God gave you this gift. And I always remember, like, because I would hear it all as I grew up about the gift and, and that, that you know, right there. I'm sorry, just to interrupt for just a second. But that right there um, is what made probably one of the things that made a big difference in your life, man. Because just because you still remember that at this yeah. age, to yeah. have visual like that, to make you believe, that's all the people need sometimes is to be able to believe. And that lady <laughs> gave you a right to believe it. Dude, and that lady, I saw her when we came, my preschool teacher in Laguna at where the, dude, there's the same mobile gas station right there on Main Street where it tees off from Laguna Canyon. Dude, we were like leaving and we went to the gas station and this, we were in my parents' Pinto. I don't know if these people out there know what a Pinto is, but it, it, I'll pull one up. <laughs> I do, bro. Top, <laughs> I know what a Pinto is. They, they yeah. know, but remember the movie Top Secret gets ran and it blow like just ding and it blows up like, cool design but like um but then my my te preschool teacher was in her pinto it was like i remember it was root beer color and i was like waving at her and she waved at me and and, and i mean see like laguna has always been a huge thing because i grew okay so we lived in um my parents like worked real hard and bought a house. Why does Pinto have to be blowing up on fire, Jim? Uh, that was a, <laughs> dude, that's those are classic now. That's from Top Secret of the movie, basically. I just yeah. want to bring that up. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go, tell them to go on but, YouTube and watch the scene. Top but no, we Secret. do know. I'm saying ever since a kid, I knew that Pintos basically, they have a they have a problem because they have the gas tank in the back or something like that. So if somebody like rammed you from you're, the back, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. Fucking explode. Yeah, but, Right, Gong? <laughs> Was that what you were saying? Yes, yes. So I'd like to show off my cool Lana Del Rey oh, jacket. Dude. She's a, she's a real, uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's an exact replica. Well, I'm a big Michael Schumacher fan, and I collect Ferrari oh. jackets. And it's weird. I'm a Porsche guy, but I like, like I think Lana copied this shit from me. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like a custom one. I mean, I could have. Okay, my my girlfriend ran a. Okay, I'm going to. I'm kind of funny because I go on a tangent. It's, it's okay, man. Okay, we got bro. time, man. Oh we shit. Time. <laughs> Oh, that's my girl. She totally fucking stole my steez, dude. Look at this one. <laughs> what? This is, I hope Lana, when you see this, it says Hung Tran and Coca Cola font. Lana Del Rey oh. enjoys the real thing. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> she loves me. Nice. Dude. And on the bottom, it says, I will not like fuck you up. Like, I'm a big fan of hers. And I've liked her ever since I saw her in Perez Hilton. Anyways, um, you know what? My favorite song uh, from her, she did this Sublime cover, man. I know, I know you like Sublime too. Uh, Bro, you know, you know, we can go into that. You know, I, I knew Bradley, dude, and I oh, smoked shit. two joints with him, and the hence the name Hong Kong Fui. And, uh, <laughs> dude, no, no, I, you know, you know, I can joke. I met Sublime. I mean, I don't even want to date myself, dude, but I met no, Sublime. I love, we love Sublime, man. Dude, I'm older classic, than you are. Don't man. worry about it. I met Sublime. Okay, okay. I besides, you look way younger than you are anyway. Yeah, come on. You know Asian no raisin, brother. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, Asian I, no look at this. I'm I'm 51. I look like I'm 63. It's, Dude, this guy it's, looks it's like ridiculous. he's my older brother, man. I'm I'm just. I'm, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I <wanna be> <laughs> yeah, but then I heard when you turn 60, you fucking look like Yoda, dude. You know because. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, okay sublime story. Sublime story. You're 80 though, you know, 80 is the new 60. Yeah, you know, my dad's still pretty freaking handsome. You, you know, he dyed his hair black, but he still he still looks good. You know, I, I dude. Okay, <laughs> so I started, okay. When I was in high school, I started this surf company. I don't want to freaking name it because I don't want to give him props. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a typical story. I did all these, I was really into Robotech, dude, growing up, dude. Like, I was really, like, when Robotech hit, dude, it was just my steez, dude. I would draw Veritex all the time. I would just draw Veritex where teachers would come and just grab my fucking paper and crumple it in front of my face and shit, dude. I was just oh, like, fuck, oh, damn it. Oh. But, like, but I loved Robotech and anime, dude. And then, like, hookups came out. And I worked at, I, I started this surf company out of the garage with my friends, dude. And I didn't think, like, you know, my friend would come back from Japan uh, shaping boards and stuff. And, 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 and I would design all these t-shirts and, but my t-shirt was selling the tens of thousands and, you know, but you're a kid and you're not really thinking, you're thinking you're in a band and, you know, eventually you're going to figure out who owns what or, or this or that, you know? And, uh, yeah. After, after like a while, I was like, this is, this is a culmination with like the, the, the sublime sent in videos. Cause back then, you know, you could only be famous if you were on K rock or one of the, the, the stations that are on the radio or on a movie, you know? And so these guys were doing like VHS cassettes by the thousands. And so Sublime put the music in to this place. And my friends were the editors of that shit. That's how I got turned on to Sublime. I, wow. we were, I was in the Sublime like in the get, like, you know when like people like discover bands, like bro, you gotta check out this new band kind of shit, you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, know didn't, what I mean? I'll, I'll admit, I didn't know Sublime until after Bradley died, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, okay. it, I, you know I mean? I'm not afraid to admit that, but yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. You, yeah, you like he did, dude, yeah. So I met I met them. Put it this way, I met them when Date Rape just was it wasn't even on the radio, and that oh, was man. a song that K Rock like launched their launched them big, dude. And like, yep. And so what happened was I was super pissed off about like their Japanese team writer was telling me like how the dude that I, I like now I know why bands fucking break up 
or you know like egos like, oh, man it, yeah it's his egos like like axles like that's just my fucking shit you're like wait we all own the trademark guns are well you're fucking fired and fucking everybody give me the rights to that shit or oasis brothers or fucking you know like you know it, it's it's greedy it's it's a fucking funny thing and, and, and i look back on it even shaq and kobe bro i mean like you, you know they had to break up man because they were just too big for the team man but anyway kobe know how to, kobe know how to play <laughs> phil know how to play I don't get, I My God, that's a good shack right there, dude. I mean, holy <laughs> shit. Kobe, I wanted $10 million and fucking fuck Kobe, you know, like, dude. No, you know, it's ego, dude. It, it, it's the dream. Yeah. You know? Back to Sublime, yeah. So, so. Okay, so, so Sublime, this is the deal, though. So, so I was at Sublime, so my, I was at this company and I had this friend who, was all in the videos and Bradley thought he owned the videos, dude. So he like drove down from Long Beach and, and, and try to meet him, dude. And so this dude was like surfing my couch. I like, just was like, bought this like little condominium. And I was like 22, 21, 22. Like my mom totally helped me, but like, nice. I, he was surfing my couch, dude. And like for a long time. And, and, and I just liked the guy a lot. And like sublime and kidnapped him at ASR and brought him back. And, and I, after I had a big falling out with this company, I was like, fuck you, dude. I ain't wearing any of this fucking shit anymore. You know, like, fuck this. Like, you guys have this fucking shit. You know, like, that's literally how I was. I was so, like, so when I get pissed off, I just burn shit, like, burn, like, fuck you. And we actually haven't been talking for, like, 20 plus years because I'm just fucking over it. Like, just, like, I, like, the, I didn't see the guy for, like, seven years. Dude, he comes up and he's like, my mom died of cancer. I was like, fuck you. Like, I was, like, about to throw my beer on him, dude. I was like. First words out of your mouth, like, how are you doing? No, my mom died. Again. You know why you said that shit? Because you fucking feel guilty that you wrote, you ripped me off. You know what I mean? That's but true. You know that? It is true, dude. Yeah. And it's, you know, man, people, people in the industry that are in that hood know that I freaking was like co-creator, co-conspirator of that whole shit. And, but, you know, hmm. but that's back to the sublime thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm in there when I borrowed 10 grand from the local weed dealer, dude, which I thought we started with 10 girls. Bleep that word. Okay. So, so the company was I will. that word. So people can't hear that word. So the company would start with 10 grand. My friend was like a trust fund kid. And uh, his dad died. His grandpa died choking on taco and left him a couple of mil. And he borrowed 10 grand and they used that money to buy t-shirts and screen print them. And it was just a pie in the sky dream kind of time. You know what I mean? And it happened so young that I was like, man, Quicksilver, Billabong, you know, all these companies do their t-shirts the same way, dude. Like, they all start in the garage, too. So you start thinking, you know, you know, but this is, like, way before, like, the internet, dude, and way before, like, social media, dude. But you, but you, you I started, it, my brain started clicking because I was, like, shampooing my hair and going, dude, I, like, helped think of this idea of, like, shampooing my hair. Like, oh, well, that'd be, like, a cool concept, you know what I mean? And like after a while, I was just like, you know, it's kind of promoting a negative vibe, dude. And I don't, you know, I'm not negative, and I don't want to be promoting this. Mm. It was like a okay. So so it's back to the sublime. How sublime happened was, I figured I'm gonna start a fuck. I was working at a snowboard company designing like snowboard graphics and stuff. And snowboard mm. just was happening, dude. Like it was like the Kurt Cobain era. Nineties, you know, man. Like, everybody yeah. was wearing flannels and. They just allowed <laughs> snowboarding. They just allowed snowboarding on the mountains, and people were like tripping on it. Like they're like, "You snowboarders or whatever." Like, what is that shit? <laughs> it was seen as a less classy sport than skiing because 
you know, before yeah, Steve, like I mean, this rich, uh, you know, hoity-toity yeah. kind of activity, man, you know. And I remember those all times. Of sudden, all of a sudden, these, like, skateboarding type of guys, like, go up to the mountain and yeah, they're well, fucking it, up the vibe, you know what I mean? From longboarding to, like, shortboards and thrusters and shit, and, you know, long hair. People are just tripping on that, you know. But so, so yeah. my friend was surfing my couch, and I'm like, bro, where are you? I opened the door, and he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, bro, where you been? Because when someone's been surfing your couch, eating your food for a while, you're like, you, you notice when you have more food or the house is quiet or you used to play guitar all the time. <laughs> and so... Man, you're, like, a, you're a really nice dude for letting this guy... <laughs> he was a big... You know, he... Dude, the funniest thing about this guy was he, he was... He, he... I mean, his 15 minutes of fame was Bradley took pity on the guy and dude okay so this is the story so he comes to my house i open the door i'm like bro where you been dude he's like he's all tan and shit and i was like he's like dude you're not gonna believe it. i was at asr in san diego and i fucking ran into the sublime the whole crew and they're like what are you doing at asr he's like i don't know i don't know what are you doing after he's like you come with us to mexico so he's like i went down to mexico to, to rosarito with sublime right so then that guy's back at my house and i and then a little light bulb goes up in my head and i just borrowed 10 grand from a local weed dealer and i was like Dude, to get Sublime to play a fucking show, and I started this snowboard brand. Like, really, it was a really, it, dude. Like, I could have sold it, but I, I, you're gonna edit this down, right? <laughs> no, so, man. I mean, whatever no, you want dude, us to edit, stuff, this is all gold, right? though. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so this is the truth. So I borrowed ten grand from this weed dealer, and me and my little brother decided to set up shop. You know, we were just a full pine the sky thing. But then literally what happened was I just had this genius idea. Like my brother brought 40 ounces of freedom home. Dude, he used to work at a CD listening bar. Like when you used to be able to buy CDs and shit. Like when, cause you know, you, you, you grew up with like eight tracks of cassettes, you know, to the mini disc players, the CDs, you know what I mean? And then the records like fell off the record, you know, the thing. And then now that records are back. But so, so I, <laughs> so I freaking um, said, Hey chicken, can you call Sublime and see if they'll play a show for us, dude? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, 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 I've been working at this snowboard company and they're about to sell it for fucking 10 million. The company's only like two years old. Like, fuck, I know how to draw. I'm doing all this shit for them behind the scenes. So fuck, I just come up with a killer label and fuck, let's do this shit. You know what I mean? Cause I saw how I had done it with that surf brand, dude, you know? And so, and so, you know, and then what happened was he calls, he calls, sublime and he's like you know this is back when you had a landline to your wall numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like dude like the the, the foot the motorola foot phone just like came out you know what i mean it was still <laughs> looked like a like a, a dish soap with a bar of soap in it you remember that you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like he, he, i'm like call sublime and see if they'll fucking play a gig for us dude they'll fucking blow up our brand and you can just you know they'll wear it on stage and shit and like sublime was still playing like ucsb and shit they were but they seemed so huge at the no time. They, they seemed so huge at the time, right? Like, like, so he calls and Eric Wilson picks up the phone. He's like, and he's like, hey, what's up? It's Chico. He's like, he's like my friend, you know, he's getting fucking rolled over this company and he, and he, and he just borrowed money, a bunch of money and he, he wants to know if you guys will play a show for him. And then and, and, and Eric, Eric's like the big bass guy who like yep. is, is sublime with Rome. And, um, and he's like, yeah, let me call you back. And freaking hangs up the phone, and uh, you know we're all sitting there on pins and needles, dude. It's like fucking pins and needles, fucking Ramones. I'm just like, fuck, you think he's gonna do it? And we're all, you know, and you know, and every every second seemed like an hour. Like Einstein says, like 
relativity, like sit with a hot chick, put your hand on a stove and it fucking feels like an hour. You sit with a hot chick. It feels like a minute. You know what I mean? Mm. So we're just sitting there going, you know, sitting there twiddling our thumbs, wondering what the fuck's going on. And then boom, the phone rang. It was like, Hey, he's like, yeah. You know, cause he told him the stuff that backstory. He was like, yeah, my friend's like branching off. Cause like, Bradley didn't like the surf company. Like he wasn't down with the logo. Like he wouldn't wear it or nothing. You know what I mean? Cause it like had a loser connotation to it. I'm like, I don't want to give away too many freak. I don't want to, I don't want to allude to this, that, that company, dude. But so, no so he's like, what? No worries. No worries. Keep going. Okay. So, 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 so Brad, so Brad's like, so he's like, Hey, fucking dude, Bradley says yes he likes the you know he you know he, what you told him about me and about what you're doing and he's like but he wants to know what the name of the, the snowboard company is going to be and if you look on my go on my instagram you can see it just look yeah. for sublime he's wearing the freaking white beater okay. on there gonna, and uh pull it up right now and i and i got that off dude and that dude when i saw that it made me cry like so what i did was I, I, I just thought, dude, I want to come up with a killer brand. I was working at the freaking YMCA, like hanging out with all these little groms, dude. And I, and I would, I was reading a, a freaking thesaurus, and I was asking the kids, I mean, I want to come up with a brand, another brand, another snowboard brand. And I, and I pull up the picture for, yeah. So like, you can see he's wearing the, he, he got that white beater off my back at the first show, dude. That's really cool. So I, I trademarked that, and it was like Hustler Snowboards, right? And it was mm. fucking. So we, but so he, Brad's like, I want to meet. He's like, Hey, he, Brad's like, cool. He's down to do this shit. You guys need a fucking crew. He wants to meet you guys. So we're like, fuck. Yeah. So we hung up the phone. We all cheered. Like, what the fuck? You know, like what the fuck? Yeah. Killer. It happened. So we already just had freshly printed, printed shit up. And then like, I'm like, go to those, I'm on stage right there. Go back. I'm on stage on the left. The bass player is right there on the big guy. I'm standing right behind him with that chick, dude. Like right. I got the baseball hat on. My little brother's to the right of Bradley. My brother like worships Brad, and so and um, dude, dude, it was live, bro. I fucked that party happened in my in Dana Point Harbor, the Michael Supper Club, which is like the the Dana Point YMCA now or nice. surf club, and yeah, dude, sure like two thousand kids were there, man. Dude, what? two thousand fucking kids showed up, dude. It was the craziest Holy thing. Shit. I was like the most fucking. It was like sold out. It was the crazy. They played for like freaking five songs and destroyed the place. And the cops came and we uh -oh. went to this crazy after party. But no, no, let me tell you this freaking story though. So we, we drive up to Long Beach and I'm thinking like, you know, sublime. I got freaking 40 ounce of freedom and, and, and Robin the hood. And I'm thinking like, dude, these guys are like granting and you know, they're freaking platinum or some shit. You know, you're, you're, you're 21 years old. You're not thinking like you just, you know, I mean, I'm from the mean streets of Laguna Niguel, dude. So it's kind of an up to the up. <laughs> I was still, like, yeah, 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 keep going, keep going. Yeah, Camp Pendleton, mind you. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. well, you know, Camp Pendleton was started, and then all the houses in San Clemente were for all the officers, and then, you know, and then all the Marines came in, and then they, they gentrified it, and it became a million-dollar neighborhood, you know? You know what beach. I love, man? I love that you, t you told the story about the Hong Kong fooey earlier, and then yeah. you were basically able to turn that around into, like, a totally yeah. positive thing. And work oh, with yeah, Sublime on that, man. Like, how yeah, crazy so is that, see, man? Go, go into that. You can see the spray can. And then you can see, like, I did the art in the back with the waves. Bradley used to have a tattoo on his arm wow, like that with nice. all the garbage in it. So that's a very famous Japanese uh, painting that I kind of, like, Yeah, yeah, the done. wave. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Recognize look, that, you can sure. Heroin and needles. You can see Brad's guitar. You can see 40 ounces. <laughs> you can see bad fish in there. You can see, like, koi fish. And then you can Amazing. see the tears wow. on the guy. 
Opie designed that, but I got his blessing to do it, you know? And I gave that actually the original piece to Troy, his widow. Mm, wow, man. Yeah, no, Amazing, that, that, whole sub, that whole Sublime thing, dude, was like, dude, I mean, I'm fucking going to be 48 next month. And dude, that was like 25 years ago. It seemed like the Beatles song, like yesterday. <laughs> I was like such a dreamer. Dude. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my heart. Like when I heard the shit on the radio, I wouldn't like, I, I heard Sublime like summertime. I'd like change the channel, you know, because I'd be like, oh, fuck, Brad died. Fuck, yeah, that was great. That was a real fucking experience. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah, no, it, it was a really difficult, like, you know, like I've never touched any kind of drug like heroin because of, of seeing that, you know. Me like too, man. It. Seriously, seriously. It's like, yeah, like see, like, <laughs> like I never, you know, to talk about, okay, it's really funny that they're trying to do this Sublime documentary two years ago, and that's where the Lana Del Rey song comes in. Fuck, oh, okay. so you know how tied in this whole shit is? Yeah. So I was like, fuck, yeah, okay. And I have the only live recording of Santeria on the planet. Like I have it, I've had it. It's 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 it is what it is. It's shitty audio, but it's but it's him singing it, and nobody in the audience knew what the song it was, and it was I, it was filmed like a month before he died, yeah. and I actually had the I had the following I had the following I had him booked for the following Friday, dude, that he died. So it's oh, like man. really, yeah, you know, and, it's, and so like when Lana, like when I heard Lana's version, I was like, fuck, I love Lana. Whoa, what a trip. And they and since and, and people knew that I had this footage, but I just sat on it and I was just like, dude, it's just bad memories, dude. But good memories with bad ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and, I uh, yeah, yeah. This I, woman, I, I kind of... Yeah, this woman approached me because there's Sublime's had this huge freaking like Sublime Wikipedia and this dude runs it from Sweden or some shit. And me and this people just trade tapes and videos and stuff and and so, like, they wanted the footage of the last show he OD'd at, and then they, they wanted my footage because they knew that I, I had Santeria. But I was like, well, dude, they already have the VH1 story, and they have, and I'm mean, like, who's on this movie and shit? And this lady was like, this guy went to, like, you know, Stanford freaking, like, movie, won an Oscar and shit, like, for some rainforest movie. So I said, okay, there's some legit people behind it. And I said, who else is involved? Like, okay, no doubt it's going to be in. But then it ended up being, sh like, they, 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 premiered at Tribeca and it just got panned and so I never even heard anything after that you know and it's like yeah so but back to Lana Lana did that song and that was tripping them um, yeah so no so we go to Long Beach and we drive to Belmont Shores and then we hold on okay, yeah so we go to Belmont Shores and I'm sitting there going where the fuck are we dude this place is so cracked out this is like I'm scared, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, dude, like, <laughs> I'm like, everything's spray, everything spray painted black. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, dude, we definitely are in the wrong fucking part of town, bro. Like, you're, like, you're, you're thinking like Beverly Hills, like RC, you know, you're going to Tower Records, you know, Tower fucking, you know, some big studio. And we're just in the most gangsterous fucking, like, you know, like, you know, you're in Skid Row of Long Beach. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then like, we, knock on the door and the door opens and like it's like it's like bud the drummer and we walk in and it's like a freaking it's like a sublime video dude it's like you had the dog lou dog freaking he, eric had oh, a big old fucking rottweiler but they, i remember looking to the left and seeing like a couple i mean a couple pounds of weed and this is where you get like 10 years for having that kind of weed back then you know yeah, what i mean seriously. and they had like a full like silver 45 and shit dude and like you know, you're just like kind of taken in, and it's like the state where they shot their videos. They shot in that place. All the walls are spray painted with sublime. Opie was like painting shit on the walls. I mean, and then I met Brad. Like we came in, we had a bunch of merch, and we were like 
shook their hands like, hey, what's up, what's up? I'm here, I'm him, him, and he's him, and you know, nice to meet you, bro. And yeah, we, we're down to do the show for you. And at that time, Dude Sublime was like two grand to pay. So that was like that was like two grand of my ten grand right there. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't a fiscally responsible kid at the time. But we, oh, we, we but we made it up fucking at the door. But it was it was like it was like that. Then that started, and then that just snowballed. We became friends, and I told we. I could go to any Sublime show that in Southern Cal up until he died, dude. And it was just, it, you know, I'm sure you can edit this for content, but like, dude, that was one of those, Bradley influenced me so much. Like I was like, I knew signs, you know, I know signs, like he was like a Pisces. He has the same birthday as like pretty much Bob Marley. So he had that Bob Marley. <laughs> that's why his music's all crazy like that, you know? Hung, and one more, he, one more, because we're almost out of time, man. I want to get to one more influence. Before we before we sign off, because we're gonna have you on we again, brother. This, dude. We no, we're gonna redo this. No, we're have you on again. We're gonna have you on again, brother. Because and, and in person too, because yeah, like we no, can, I'd rather do the in person one. Yeah, here. yeah. Like, no, we'll get you on. Uh, we'll no, get you on a lot is, of times. Uh, you know, you know. What I mean, but one more person still I want you. Lots to cover here. Yeah, one more no, person I want you to go into, man, because this person is very important to me too, man. Okay. In your profile, man. You list yourself as Bruce Lee's bastard son, man, okay? And yeah. Bruce Lee, to me, is, like, such an important person, man. And to me, it's because, Bro, like, go ahead. If you even knew what I'm working on, like, dude, think about if I just, like, Bruce Lee is, like, my fucking, like, spirit fucking dad, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, that's the reason I call him my, my Ill, I'm his illegitimate kid, dude, because it's, yeah. like, you know, it's funny when people ask me what my name is in public, because it's kind of weird. Like I draw, I, I, so people ask me, what's your name? Bruce. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Bruce, Bruce Lee. Bruce, and they'll shake my hand. I'm like, fuck, Bruce Lee, what the fuck? And I'm like, nah, I'm just kidding. My name is Jack Chan. And they're like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, no, my name is Jack Lee. I just have the same, I do it all the time, you know? But, but Bruce Lee is a huge influence on me. He, if you, I used to have, have him painted on my surfboard from like, like Enter the Dragon. And, and I'm actually doing like Bruce Lee art, that's like, but it's on my, like, I have a list of like to do's and, and Bruce Lee is gonna be, he's gonna be tackled because nobody's ever really, like everybody always does the Bruce Lee, like, whoa, you know, and the, 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 the you know, they just they always do the same Bruce Lee the airbrush that you can buy at the freaking swap meet, you know, but dude, my yeah. shit's <laughs> next level. Like picture Kobe and Jordan of like, just mm. re, like remixing things, but yeah. like, Bruce Lee is obviously a very iconic character. You know, uh, that he would, I believe he was murdered. He was murdered because he was, because he kicked that, he, when he was a kid, his dad was a very famous movie star over in China and his mom was a singer. And Bruce used to get, you know, he was a shitty student and he, he basically beat up a, a, a kid of like a freaking triad, dude. So his dad was like, we need to put you on a boat and get you to San Francisco and go stay with your aunt, dude. You know what I mean? And while Bruce was there, dude, he would get in fights. So he started training with the dude, the, the Saipan, you know, the, the IP man, dude. And what happened was, you know, you know the story. Like, Bruce was the Green Hornet. And then he became, you know, he was a breakout star of the Green Hornet. And then, you know, they wanted to give him the Cato show, but he was just too Asian. And then they, he, he wrote Kung Fu, dude. And then they were like, you're just too Asian, dude. The people aren't ready for you. So they put David Carradine in there. You know, you know that story? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. They put a white yeah. dude as the, the Kung Fu guy, dude. I was very yeah. confused. 
I was very dude, you know, man, I'm, I was saying to myself, man, it's time to do some deep fake Bruce Lee shit, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, I, you know what? I just, I just typed in uh, Bruce Lee murder because I want to pull up some of the details. And I actually just found a really interesting thing. Did you know that Roman Polanski actually thought that Bruce Lee murdered Sharon Tate at the time because they found really? a pair of horn rim glasses? um in the area so that's so fun i never knew about this actually until now you know what dude, i mean bruce lee okay dude i've i've done my sleuthing on this shit he he basically got taken out like princess diana dude like bruce lee became the biggest box office draw like okay so he goes to hollywood he tries to make it and and uh it just gets lambasted you know like they he, but he has a vision and, and dude he and the, the power of because bruce lee's a huge influence he wrote himself a check for millions of dollars saying, I'm going to be the next big freaking martial arts superstar and make million highest paid. And, you know, be like Walter, be like a, you know, superstar success. What and this is the trash. Dream. If you look at Bruce Lee's funeral pictures, bro, you see him in the coffin, dude, with freaking just his face. Okay. Bruce Lee was murdered by the, 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 the Chinese mafia because he was only getting $30,000. He was only getting $30,000 per movie at the time. And they were making, dude, $50 million. I mean, you got to adjust for inflation, dude. This guy was getting fucked, you know, and he, he wasn't having it. I mean, fuck, Bruce was fucking Bruce, dude, you know? And, um, and what happened was he was having an affair with one of his co-stars, was a really famous Chinese actress. You can pull her up, too. Okay, and this is where the shit gets juicy, dude. She, she, he was having an affair. Linda Lee knew, and just like you know, just turn a blind eye to it. But he was having this like affair with her, and she's the one that <clears throat> she was the one that um that he that he was found dead in her apartment. Okay, and this is what happened, dude. Mind you, now Bruce Lee liked to smoke weed because he 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 ruptured his back working out and so he, he uh with with smoke weed. yeah to, and then this so when they found you know that stupid be like the gateway like who, who did this you did you taught me how to do it. well bruce lee was freaking smoking weed and they said that he took a pill and fucking an ambient and fucking died in his brain hemorrhage well nobody's ever died of smoking weed ever period i don't know <laughs> if any, you know that's true but, and but at the time it weed was like oh yeah you, you yeah, know yeah. I mean? it was yeah. like marijuana is bad it's bad you know it's like it was a cannabis it's just like mexi like yo know, the, the reefer madness like sublime you know they're raping white women blame it on the you know randall hearst and dupont but so what happened was she she yeah. drugged bruce lee dude she was forced by the mafia to drug bruce lee and there, there's a reason why in his in his funeral he, he doesn't he has an open casket but he doesn't just only shows his face well he was she freaking pretty much poisoned him with a drink and it caused his fingers and his feet to turn blue mm. you, you know what i'm saying that's how they find out if you've been poisoned you know i, I, I never i never oh, knew that uh she was the one that actually poisoned him man that's yeah like, and dude oh. first of all another thing is it's like Princess Diana. The hospital was only like a few buildings over. It was like you could freaking carry the dude, you know, with a bunch of like, I got Bruce Lee here. Fuck, let's carry the front of more of the fucking hospital. They didn't freaking do that. Secondly, dude, the mafia in China, dude, has a has a has a rule, dude. They can't kill nuns, dude. 
So that lady, after that, she dropped off being a Hollywood actress and became a nun. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, so what about Brandon? Keep yourself Lee, safe. Is there is there a conspiracy there? Yes. What's that? Brandon Lee, so, his son, man, the crow. Oh. You, you know what I mean? Is there? Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, they, they Brandon, I, I, I Brandon, dude, there's even one with Bradley, dude. Go back on that, dude, on my sublime thing and go to the last page. And then, well, well you know what? We're going to spend the last okay. next, okay. Next talking about Bruce Lee. Okay. So, Brandon Lee, dude, yeah. the crow, you know, what happened was they say it was an accident, but you know, they, they say it's a curse of the dude, like Bruce Lee. If you research Bruce Lee and how he became the dragon, was he was born in the year of the dragon and like. You know, you're Asian, dude. Like, parents don't buy a fucking house unless the numbers align and the stars of the moon. For sure, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't, they don't buy a house where the front door opens and you can the see the back. The phone's got to be correct, right? Yeah, so, yeah, obviously there is, like, you know, we are an eternity and it's just a game of musical chairs and, you know, and it's like, you know, like, say you're a Kennedy, but back in, like, King Arthur's day, you killed a bunch of people. Well, and then this year you got blasted driving down Texas on freaking school box, school book, the tough But I mean, in a weird way, I'm, I'm spiritual like that. But yeah, you, Brandon Lee, what are the odds that somebody has a prop gun and somehow a bullet goes like the tip of a bullet? It's a prop gun, but the tip of a bullet is actually in the barrel and somebody puts a blank in it and the pressure of the gun shoots and kills the guy. Yeah, you know I know. Yeah, it's very highly suspicious, man. It's like, what the fuck? And I mean, it wide up for conspiracy theories. <laughs> so, dude, we're gonna have you on again. And like I said, I know you send me a lot, a lot of videos, and I try to keep up with them, man. You know what I mean? But we can't keep oh, yeah. up. You so we got to spend another episode, like just going over all this stuff, hung. You know, I mean, would you be down for that, man? Oh, I'd, I'd love. You know, I'd love to be on the show. I feel like David Chow Cho right now, dude. I feel oh, like, dude, I love it. You have that energy, bro, and I love it, dude. <laughs> and, oh no, this is this, this is a sober me. Actually, actually, I'm sober. I uh, quit drinking. I quit. I've quit partying, and I decided. I decided to focus on my art a hundred percent. Like nice. three years ago, three years ago, I had an epiphany, and I'm like, like James Dean's birthday was yesterday. If you look through my art. I mean, I have a replica of his jacket. I'm buying his Porsche. Like, once I have my big art show and sell out, I'm going to buy a 550. But, like, dude, you know, <laughs> dude, I, have, I was on a tangent. Oh, Bruce Lee loved James Dean, too. Did you know that? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I didn't know that. I saw Dragon. Dude, okay. I was going somewhere with this. Sorry. Talk no, we're, we're, talk we're, we're basically just talking about... <clears throat> We were basically just talking about, uh, you know, Bruce Lee, and then I don't know how James Dean oh. came up. It's his birthday, basically. You oh, know. yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> Bruce Lee said, you know, and any man, you know, any greatness of a man who's in great will be immortal. And mm. Bruce Lee's immortal. And, That's you know, even Brandon Lee came in on that. And James Dean said, you know, if you do everything in your power to find your dreams, you know, you know, then and you remembered long after you're dead, then maybe you truly were a, a, a great man, you know, and mm. and it's funny that, OK, I'll end it like this about art. You know, I just wrote that, you know, ever since I was a kid, people tell you if you're famous or whatever. And then you have the people tell you, you know, like you're not going to be famous until you're dead. Well, you know, I think like that. I think like, you know, it's called the art, artist paper trail. And mm. as much art as you produce before you're dead. That's your legacy on earth. Mm, you you yeah. see that now? Powerful. Yeah. The, yeah, but I don't want, I want to go out like Banks, back to Banksy. I've, I've had it, I've met, I have a few friends that know him. Um, I actually 
you know, I, he's he's aware. I apparently I've told that you know he he's aware of my parodies of him, you know. And then, but awesome. he 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 my friend my friend met him through Kid Rock, and he came over to his house with like thirty bodyguards or thirty men that put up all his stuff because he's a production. I think he's a yeah. production. Dude. And he, oh, yeah. and he, I know. And he, had, he had two armed guards and my friend let 30 men sleep over at his house. And he was like, I guess he even said, he said he didn't even let Banksy sleep with his wife. I mean, I was like, fuck, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, dude, babe, you know what it is? That whole exit to the gift shop thing. Like I have a new piece coming out and it, and, and, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. The whole reason I, I did what I did with Banksy because he's a big influence. Everybody likes Banksy, but I, in a weird way, I riffed him because he's the greatest, like, or the goat mm. of the of the art world now. And he, you know, him doing the shredder. If you see my parody of the shredded soup can, is a homage to him. Sure. You know, I thought to myself, make fun of the biggest dude, in the, not make fun of, him, pay homage to the biggest dude in the business. Then you're gonna be compared to him in some backhanded or some funny way. So clever, man. No, I I love it. Cause it well, the piece we're looking at here. And we're gonna, we're gonna close with this piece, man. I mean, it's uh, you know, the Banksy. He had the shredder at the art auction, and it's actually Ninja Turtles in a soup can, uh, being shredded. But by the top in the frame is shredder, and there's a little red balloon, uh, in the corner that says "I want you, man." So it's just such a cool, uh, take on, on the Banksy piece, man. And like I said, man, we're gonna have to have you on again to talk about because because very I, clever. You know, we gotta have with you at least like a couple hours just so we. Don't have to bounce around on topics. And well, there's, there's a lot more to uncover here. <laughs> you, you know what, man? You just seen the tip of the iceberg, bro. Yeah, scratch so, the surface, bro. Hell yeah. Bro. I, For now, I, can I, you uh, tell, uh, tell people the easiest way to reach you, uh, your Instagram, your website or whatever? Can you tell yeah, us what's up for us? My website is under construction, but it'll be up and running. I just did a deal with uh, a company called Shark Wheels where they're licensing my artwork. They're like the largest skateboard. They make these funky wheels. They look yep. like blocks. They're called Shark I've Wheel. I've seen they those. Shark, cool. Yeah, they've been, they were in Shark Tank. They're the, they, they're the number one vendor for penny skateboards, and they sell at Walmart. They're the number one selling skateboard wheel there. And mm -hmm. um, they, awesome, they, they're doing a limited edition run of skateboards of mine with my artwork and print, like two two boards, one complete, one to hang on the wall, one. And um, so tell be on everybody the lookout That's good. Tell everybody be on the lookout for that. My Instagram, have give me a follow, please, at Hung Fine Art. Yeah, follow and, this guy, uh, man. Hung Fine Art on Instagram, man. We're going to promote the shit out of this guy. And we're going to have you on again, brother. Don't worry. You, you know hey, what I mean? Like, you know what? You brother from another mother that kind of looks like a brother. And you got that Asian white skin, you know? <laughs> You'd be blessed with that, man. A lot of Asian families must like you. But uh, <laughs> who's, your, who's your partner in crime there? Partner in crime. Teacher, yeah, definitely. Hey, please, thank you for having me on. That was a real... Uh, Real uh, 15 minutes of fame, Andy Warhol. And, like I said, uh, we'll have you on again, brother. And I can't wait to riff with you about some conspiracies. All right, dude? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, my friend from Pepper is like, we got to have you on with drunken, freaking drunken, drunken, like drunken talk, whatever. But yes, I, no, it was a pleasure. We know that you're, uh, that you're Bring him next now. time, man. And, Bring him uh, next time. Whatever, uh, we'll take you however we can get you. Doesn't need to be anything or whatever. We just enjoy your company, man. Hey, Hell you yeah. know what? It's been a real honor, and and, and I, I've, I've looked forward to it. And it was funny. I, I was like, I knew I had some shit to do today, and I stayed <laughs> off. And I stayed off the social media all day, 
And uh, and then I kind of, and then I looked at my emails and it was like, hey, 8.30 and I was at dinner at 7.30 and I was like, you know, and I was like, you know what, I think I can pull it and I do a Han Solo crash landing in this thing. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> so yeah, I did. Man. Thank you so much, brother. And like I said, we'll have you on again soon, man. So uh, follow us at the Show. Leave us a review. And uh, follow Hung at Hung Fine Art. All right? Take care, guys. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Thank you again. Take care. Thanks again, bro. Appreciate it. Talk soon, brother. Peace.